G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. On a Wednesday, we like to check in on the latest breaking news headlines out of Israel and the Middle East. Ron Ross has been scouring those headlines for us once again and back with us. Hi, Ron. Welcome back to 2020. Thank you, Neil. Ron, let's start with a headline around Iran. Iran must answer to the International Atomic Energy Agency probe, according to the USA. What's the story here? Yes, according to a statement by U.S. spokesman Ned Price. Our position on this is not going to change, he said. Among the sticking points to reviving the agreement with Iran has been Tehran's demand that the IAEA end its investigation into uranium traces found in places of undeclared nuclear activity. He spoke as the European Union is awaiting the U.S. response to Tehran's demands to clinch a revival of the 2015 deal, which it submitted to the European Union already last week. There are still some outstanding issues that must be resolved, Price said, adding that there are some gaps that just must be bridged. Price confirmed media reports that Iran had dropped its demand that the United States rescind its designation of the Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps as a terrorist group, which has once been a red line for the revival of the deal. Price dismissed criticism against a return to the deal, noting that since the Trump administration exited the deal in 2018, the Iranian threat had grown rather than diminished. Ron, let's give some attention to those things being spoken about the nation of Israel and a headline around German police opening an investigation into Holocaust remarks made in a Berlin speech by Palestinian Authority leader Mahmoud Abbas. Uh, What's so inflammatory here? At issue are statements Abbas made in which he compared the Israeli-Palestinian conflict to the Holocaust during a joint press conference in Berlin with German Chancellor Olaf Scholz. Berlin police opened a criminal investigation against Palestinian Authority President Mahmoud Abbas to evaluate whether his statement that Israel had committed 50 holocausts against the Palestinians met the standard for Holocaust denial. The German embassy in Israel explained that this was a preliminary probe. The police had not yet asked the federal prosecutor to investigate. This is necessary for a legal proceeding to be opened, the embassy stated. Abbas was asked whether he would apologize for the attack on the Israeli Olympic team by the Palestinian terror group Black September. He responded by saying that if you want to go over the past, go ahead. I have 50 slaughters that Israel committed, 50 massacres, 50 slaughters, 50 holocausts. Berlin native and descendant of Holocaust survivors Mike Delberg filed an official police report against Abbas. Delberg explained in the Berlin police report that the issue was a personal one for him. I'm a Jewish German. 
and a grandson of Holocaust survivors whose grandfather fought on the front lines, wrote Delberg. Through his statements, Mahmoud Abbas downplayed the most terrible time in the history of our country and in the history of my family and our religious community. Delberg is an outspoken advocate for Israel and recently visited for the Maccabea Games as the PR manager for the German delegation. Well, certainly Mahmoud Abbas is known for those sorts of outbursts. And uh, I did read one report where a lot of eyes were rolling as he was saying those because people have heard him say those so many times. Ron, let's turn our attention to Russia now. And the Kremlin hosted the Palestinian Security Forces chief to discuss cooperation. What's this one? Major General Dukin, head of the Palestinian Authority's National Security Forces, and Russia's Deputy Defence Minister Fulman met this week and discussed military and intelligence cooperation. Zelkovitz, head of the Middle East Studies Program at Yezreel Valley College, discussed the timing and the goal of the meeting. They want to show the world that there are different political powers supporting them. First and foremost, we should bear in mind that the Russians are trying to portray themselves in various ways as a legitimate political player in light of the war with Ukraine, he said. The Kremlin wants as many political leaders as possible alongside it, because 144 countries condemned Russia in the UN General Assembly for its aggression against Ukraine, Zelkovich noted. The Palestinian Authority, he continued, wants to be able to say it has the support of a superpower. Let's move to another headline. The Israeli security chief visits Cairo to smooth tensions over issues with the Palestinian Islamic Jihad. What's this one about, Ron? The head of Israel's internal security service, the Shin Bet, visited Cairo on Sunday in order to ease tensions surrounding continued Israeli counterterrorism activity against Palestinian Islamic Jihad in the West Bank, Hebrew media is reporting. The news follows reports by Israeli outlets on a recent communications breakdown with Egypt, which helped mediate a ceasefire amid August's three-day escalation in hostilities between Israel and Islamic Jihad, a U.S.-designated terror group active in the Gaza Strip and West Bank. The tensions reportedly stem from Egypt's understanding that Israel had planned to scale back its counterterrorism operations and arrests in the West Bank following the ceasefire, and it's concerned that it has not yet occurred, according to Israel's Channel 13. This is apparently a different message than what Israel wanted to convey. Shin Bet Chief Renan Barr, whose visit to Cairo has not been confirmed by the Israeli government, reportedly met there with the head of the Egyptian General Intelligence Directorate. The latter had a cancelled trip to Israel planned for the days following the ceasefire. An unnamed Israeli government source told the outlet that the current tensions are of medium severity and estimated that they'll be resolved very soon. Ron, Saudi Arabia sentences a Shia woman to 34 years in prison for her retweets. What's the story here? Yeah, according to Sunni majority Saudi Arabia, sentenced the Saudi woman and adherent of Shia Islam to 34 years in prison for using her personal Twitter account to create 
public turmoil and destabilize civil and national security by retweeting posts demanding the Saudi government release women's rights activists from prison, Turkey's Hurriyet newspaper reported. A Saudi terrorism court sentenced Saudi citizen Salma al-Shihab to 34 years in prison on August 15. She was originally sentenced to six years in prison, but appealed her sentence and was assigned an increased term to 34 years. Al-Shihab's later sentence includes an additional travel ban forbidding her from leaving Saudi Arabia for 34 years after she serves a prison sentence. Al-Shihab was a doctoral student at Leeds University in the UK, but was visiting her native Saudi Arabia on vacation in January 2021. And let's top off with another interesting headline. Uh, Some attitudes to Israel are very subtle. The Soccer World Cup hospitality website lists Palestine, not Israel. What's this one about? Yeah, so much for soccer in this sense. The FIFA World Cup, which is set to take place in Qatar from November 21 through December 18, has a website that offers the public help in purchasing hospitality packages, but Israelis looking for their country were originally given the sole option of Palestinian territories occupied rather than Israel. After multiple news reports drew attention to the omission, the option of Palestinian territories was removed and replaced with just the word Palestine. Israel is still not listed on the website. StopAntiSemitism.org pointed out the continued error on Sunday in a Twitter post asking the FIFA World Cup, why is Israel still not listed? All right. Well, Ron, always appreciate you scouring the headlines, bringing us an update each week. Appreciate you very much. And thanks so much for being with us on 2020. Thanks, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.